This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to episode 139. I am not a wimp. Of the In Between podcast, where you'll discover ideas to build a strong, connected, and joy filled marriage and family. My name is Daniel M. And I'm Christina M. You're not a wimp either. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, parenting isn't for wimps. Mm. Can I get an amen? <laughs> yeah, I love that quote. And in fact, we are interviewing the authors of that quote, Jimmy and Kristen Scroggins, on their newest book, Full Circle Parenting, A Guide for Crucial Conversations. Yeah, I love this conversation because they are really giving us the framework of how to navigate the crucial conversations that we must have with our kids and will continue to have as they grow from toddlers to kiddos to (laughs) teenagers and launching out of our home too. We don't want to just miss those crucial times of being able to chat because we're uncomfortable. So Jimmy and Kristen really give us the tools to be able to have some of those conversations. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know Jimmy and Kristen, they've been married for 26 years and y'all, they have eight kids. So how many (laughs) conversations do you think they've had, right? That's right. That's right. They have served at Family Church down in Florida since Jimmy became the lead pastor in July 2008. The Scroggins family is passionate about Family Church's mission to build families by helping them discover and pursue God's design. We hope you enjoy this interview. Well, Jimmy and Kristen, it's so good for uh, for for y'all to be with us today. It sure is. We're honored to be with you guys, and uh, it's great to see you on the screen and hear your voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. For having us, we really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, why don't you uh, just, you know, you you have a book coming out, uh, Full Circle Parenting, A Guide for Crucial Conversations. Uh, But before we get into that, why don't you just tell us a bit about yourselves, your family, and and how you were inspired uh, to write this? Okay, well, we, um, Jimmy and I got married in 1994. So this December, it'll be 27 years. Oh, congratulations. About six months before the Lord started giving us children. So we have um, a 25-year-old all the way down to an 11-year-old. We have eight children, six sons, and two daughters. And we have found ourselves in South Florida now for almost 13 years where we Mm. serve at um, the family church. And the Lord has really moved our family here and allowed us to be on mission here to reach South Florida for Christ. And we, we love South Florida. We love the people here, and we love ministering together here. That's awesome. So, uh, love it. You know, eight children, eight children between 20, 25, 25 and 11. Yeah. So, uh, man, there's a lot of lived experience (laughs) in parenting. I can't even imagine the number of stories that you have and and Jimmy sermon illustrations that you have. (laughs) It's new ones every week too. (laughs) Oh, that's great. So talk to us about uh, what inspired you to, to write this book. Well, uh, we think that parenting is such a wonderful adventure, 
And we're very enthusiastic about the privilege and the opportunity because God's word tells us that children are a blessing from the Lord. We believe that. And uh, we're grateful for the opportunity we have as parents. But um, we'll say in the book many times, parenting is not for wimps because parenting can be so challenging. And no matter how many kids you have, you have one kid or you have a blended family or if you're a single parent, it doesn't matter. However many kids you have, it takes everything that you've got. And so we've learned that. And so we've had so many great mentors pour into us and we've had some great instruction on parenting. We've studied God's word together and talked a lot about it. And we decided that a lot of uh, the challenges that we faced and that other people in our churches that we've served have faced boil down to helping parents have good theology and combine good theology with a good strategy to have good conversations with your kids. Mm-hmm. And many times the, the struggles that we have or the places where we feel inadequate is because we either don't have our theology right or mm-hmm. we don't have a good strategy. And so consequently, we don't have very good conversations. And we wrote this book to help people line up their theology, their strategy, and their conversations. Mm. I love that, especially as you were opening your book with that quote, right? Parenting isn't for wimps. And Jimmy, was that said by your dad? It was. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to laugh. I love it. Okay, so just as a side note for our podcast family and for us, did your dad say that to you when you were young, or when did he start sharing that piece of advice? (laughs) I think he started sharing it when we started being parents, which was early on in marriage. Okay. He was right. My dad's an ex-Marine and a high school football coach, so my dad's not known for his uh, tender words and compassion. He's much more like, you know, suck it up and work, you know, get, get off the ground and Right. If you're hurt, you know, rub some dirt on it kind of a guy. <laughs> and so that was some of his good parenting advice. Hey, you know, I'd complain a little bit. Hey, parenting's not for wimps, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I can I can true. imagine ex-Marine, you know, football coach, the way he would say that. Right. <laughs> not even knowing your dad, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we see it in our own life, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially as the kids get older and the conversations become a little bit tougher mm-hmm. than like, mom, can you help me glue this macaroni onto this paper? <laughs> right. So, and I love how your book, Jimmy and Kristen, are really giving people and parents the guide to crucial conversations. So we'd love to hear, you know, some of your own personal stories about the tough conversations you've had with your own children and how do you handle these yeah. So, you know, you multiply, you have eight children and multiply that by how many days we've lived in the same house. <laughs> That's a lot of conversation. Right. And one of the, the great things about, you know, being with that many people is you have a lot of time together. And so one of the things that's really important for Jimmy and I that we figured out early on is just the intentionality that it takes to, um, build strong relationships with our kids so that they will want to have those conversations. Mm. And every conversation isn't, isn't crucial, right? We talk about that in the book that, that crucial conversations, but there are little conversations that happen all throughout our parenting that build on each other. And so, uh, you know, we've had some lighthearted conversations with our kids, but we've had a lot of things, especially as they've gotten older that are pretty tough. And um, so having this framework to work through with them of reminding them about God's design and what to do when they find themselves in sin and the repercussions of that is in brokenness and how to embrace the gospel and what Jesus has done for us to get them back on track has really been beneficial to us. And so one of the things that, that we have done with our kids 
um, that we wanted to share with other parents is just reminding them of God's handiwork in their life. And so mm-hmm. conversations always point back to, yeah, this this is a struggle. You're having a hard time with this, but let me as your mom, let Jimmy as your dad remind you that God has these purposes for you, that he has created for you before we even knew you were coming. And to remind them of that truth is really important. And to remind them of God's plan for them and his purposes for them. And that even when they stumble and fall, or even when they find themselves maybe in a season of sinfulness, mm-hmm. that if they will come back to the Lord, he will restore them. We, we like to say that, you know, God, God doesn't give up on his people. God keeps staying in the game with his people. Right. And part of my job as a mom is to remind my children of that. And in reminding my children of that, I remind myself of that too, because yeah. it's easy when you start having these hard conversations with your kids to feel a little bit in despair. Because you think, oh, no, I've, I've done all these things. I've taught them all these things. And I thought I was a good mom, but now here I am. And I find myself mm. in this conversation that I never thought I would have. Maybe I stink at parenting. But mm. just to remind ourselves that, hey, God, God has a plan. And God is going to stay in the game with us. That's really big with these conversations. Babe, do you have like a specific conversation? That's probably what they want to know. Well, we've had so many, we've had so many um, over the years in so many different areas. And as you noted a minute ago, Christina, as your children get older, you, you have conversations even when they're like two years old. Mm-hmm. As your children get older, it feels like the stakes are getting higher mm-hmm. because uh, the things that they're wrestling with are so much more consequential. And as they get even older, um, they're starting to select their own friends. You know, when kids are little, you're selecting their friends because who are their friends? Well, they're whoever mommy's hanging out with, their kids are your friends. So exactly. there mm-hmm. it is. But when they get older, now they're selecting friends and you have less to say about it. So talking to them. So we've talked to our kids about all kinds of things from uh, choosing friends. Um, when when Sometimes we have um, found our kids doing the wrong thing or they've been around other kids who are doing the wrong thing. Uh, we've had to deal with bullies in the neighborhood. Uh, you know, and, and, and listen, our kids are awesome. If you met our kids, you would love them. They're fun. They oh, are sure. funny. They yeah. love more. They love each other. But, the, you know, we like to say that we have a real family. And even though I'm a pastor like you are, Daniel, you know, um, we have a real marriage and we have real kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, our kids are bunking, bucking broncos. You know, our, our, kids, <laughs> our kids are the only kids I know that have, uh, you know, we have multiple kids suspended from homeschool. And so I don't you know, <laughs> So we have you could do that? Okay. <laughs> Can you expel them? <laughs> but, but, you know, whether, whether it's um, things they struggle with as little kids with self-image or mm. um, struggling with, uh, can they really believe in God? Um, struggling with, hey, am I really a Christian? Um, struggling with, uh, why don't other kids like me? Or if they, you know, one of our kids has pretty, some significant learning disabilities and why am I like this instead of like that? You know, look, we've had to deal with the school. We've had to deal with the police. We've had to deal with the other parents. These kids grow up, man. And, and, and so to me, all of this boils down to what Kristen was saying, which is we believe that God has a design for how families and parenting are supposed to work. And no matter what your family looks like or what your background is, um, because of the gospel, all of us have the opportunity to recover and pursue God's design from where we are right now. And we just keep pressing that into every conversation. Boy, it makes conversations better. You know, the truth is every conversation isn't about 
a sinful pattern in our kids' no. lives, right? Thank the Lord. So it's not yeah. like we're only talking to them if there's something that needs to be chastised or disciplined. A lot of these conversations that are so important are, you know, proactive and that you're, you're teaching them about God's purposes and mm-hmm. God's plans in general, and then how that applies to them specifically. And, and God doesn't let parents off the hook. I mean, in the Bible, he tells us we are their first disciplers. And so mm-hmm. we have to be having conversations with them about God and his plan. And they're not going to hear it many other places if they don't. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, Bow offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. Yeah, yeah. You you had said earlier that as the kids get older, it seems like the stakes are higher as it relates to the conversations. And and I know as as parents, there are certain conversations that you can plan and find a time to have, mm-hmm. right? Like how do you talk to them about pornography or drugs or sex or certain things like this where you're like, yeah, you know, I've I'm gonna be putting the thought into this, mm-hmm. intentionally researching, learning, and then we'll have the conversation. And then there are other times where your teenager comes through the door heartbroken because they have just been betrayed by their friends or backstabbed by their friends. And inside, you're like, hallelujah, because I didn't like their <laughs> friends anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Lord has his prayer. Yeah. <laughs> but but oh, in the moment... <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, but in the moment, you were not expecting to have that conversation. Um, how do you, especially the latter, right? When you when you find yourself in circumstances where you're like, oh, okay, this is, I I really needed to talk to them about how the the friends they choose today are, you know, they're going to determine the destiny that they're walking into tomorrow. Like these sorts of things that you're like, when do I talk about? It? How do I talk about it? And then the situation presents itself, um, and you're just in it. How do you handle conversations like those ones? I think this is one of the things that we're trying to um, suggest to parents through the book is that uh, what the what the full circle parenting tool creates is a map for conversations, mm. not a script. So this isn't like, hey, when your kid says this, then you say that. And if they, it's not a flow chart. It's right. just a simple map for conversations that parents can use. Because like you said, Daniel, sometimes sometimes you plan the conversations and then you go have it. Most of the time, the conversations come to you when yeah. you're not expecting it. That's right. And we like to say that parenting requires you to have wisdom and grace and an incredible poker face. Yeah. And so <laughs> that is you awesome. can't let your kids see you sweat, mm-hmm. right? So you've got to sort of be like, you know what? Okay. No matter what it is, good or bad, you've got to, 
And you have a map in your mind that creates a map so you can express good theology mm-hmm. and a good strategy that's already predetermined and and have a good conversation. So when you when you think about God's design and sin and brokenness and repentance and the gospel and restoration, and you kind of have this map in your mind, right. it doesn't matter what the issue is, right? I'm, yeah. I'm bitter because my friend backstabbed me. Okay, that's how you feel. That's brokenness. Let's talk about why that is because someone oh, yeah. wow. against you. Yeah. And that's yeah. not God's design. They shouldn't have done that. Mm. Fine. Let's remind each other of the gospel. What does Jesus call us to do when we're wrong? So it mm. gives you that to go through the conversation. And we need to make sure that even though our friend has mistreated us, let's not fall into the sin of bitterness ourselves. Right. right? Let's forgive them, even if they don't deserve it or ask for it or feel like they need it. And why can we do that? Because Jesus forgives us when we yeah. didn't deserve it, didn't think we needed it, didn't know to ask for it. We can still. So it gives you a map. If it's technology, pornography, mm-hmm. um, you know, bad language, it doesn't matter. Um, and, and it's not just questions about personal issues. It's things, you know, things happen to our kids that aren't their fault. Yeah, yeah. Right. Other people sin against them. They live in a broken world. And being able to talk them through, you know, why are people poor? Why are people abused? Why are people racist? Well, let's talk. This gives you a conversational map to express good theology, have a good strategy for a good conversation. I was just going to say, too, just to maybe alleviate a little bit of pressure off of parents is that God has given us our kids for a a limited number of time, right? I mean, we only Mm -hmm. have so many years at home, but that's a lot of days and a lot of hours and a lot of minutes. And so Mm -hmm. I do think that we, we sometimes put pressure on ourselves as parents, like, okay, here's the opportunity. I've got to tell my kid everything I know and that they need to know about this particular subject right now. Yeah, now or never, right? Yeah. (laughs) We we start into our monologue and our kids are are gone. Yeah. And and so just to We got it off our chest. Yeah, yeah. We (laughs) and vomited on them at the same time. But but just reminding ourselves that this is a long haul. Like God's in God stays in the game with his kids and we stay in our kids. And that there are some times where one conversation many times isn't going to be enough. And so you start playing. Mm. You're not going to get through every circle necessarily, uh, you know, the three circles in the conversation, but you start planting these seeds and start having these moments. And, you know, you pick it back up later when you feel like they're receptive, but that you're constantly as mom and dad thinking about things in the right way so that when things present themselves, you're ready to start unpacking some of these truths for your kids. Love that. Love that. So why don't we go to that framework then? Um, you know, you talk about the three circles. Uh, give us a sense as to walk us through it, um, especially to know how we can use it as a guide during tough conversations. Yeah, well, usually we like to draw it, which is hard to do in this format. <laughs> yeah, right. for sure. But basically, we start with God's design, that we believe that God has a design for every aspect of our lives. And he, he reveals that design to us through his word and through nature. And so we have this opportunity to learn God's design. The problem is that um, all of us like to do things our own way. So we Mm. depart from God's design, uh, thinking we're going to get what we want better, faster, bigger, whatever, more fun. So, and and that's the departure from God's design is sin. The Bible talks about that. And whenever we sin, we're always going to end up in some degree of brokenness. 
And brokenness is not sin, but brokenness is the consequence of sin. Sin is the is the disease. Brokenness is the symptom. And a lot of times these create these uh, conversations we can have with our kids really come when our kids are feeling brokenness, mm-hmm. whether it's because someone sinned against them or because they're recognizing, wow, I've 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 made a mistake here, messed up. And uh, what happens is our our instinct when we feel broken. So when we feel alone, betrayed guilty, ashamed, when we feel that way, our instinct is to cover it up and to try to alleviate the pain of that brokenness or escape it or move on to something else to try to fix it. Mm -hmm. But what's awesome about brokenness is brokenness is God's way of getting our attention and making us realize something needs to change. Mm -hmm. And the Bible has a great word for change and the word is repent. And mm-hmm. so when we feel broken, we recognize there needs to be a change of our heart and our mind and our direction. And it reminds us as Christians to believe the story of Jesus, that he's the son of God. He loves us. He's crucified for our sins and raised from the dead. And if we'll remind ourselves of the story of Jesus, believe the story of Jesus, um, then we have the opportunity to, to recover and pursue God's design from wherever right. we are. And the reason this framework is powerful is because no matter what situation we're in or situation our friends are in or our families are in, there's you're never in despair and you're never without hope because the gospel is always powerful and there's always mm-hmm. a path to restoration. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so that if, you're, if your son or your daughter fought, let's say that, you know, we, we counsel parents all the time in our church. Let's say someone's uh, daughter is having a baby and uh, they're out of wedlock. They're not married. They don't have a way to support it. And it's just, the parents are a little embarrassed and not sure what to do, and they come to see us. Well, what are we going to say? Are we going to say, you know, your daughter, man, so trashy, man? Why, why is she, you know, why is she like that? Well, of course not. We're going to say, hey, man, God loves your daughter. We love right. your daughter. We love you guys. Yes, God has a design that would have been the best, but she, you know, now we're dealing with a degree of brokenness. But let's think about how Jesus and the story of Jesus can help us. Let's recover and pursue God's design from right. here the best we can. Yeah. yeah and it, it, it lets you, you know, cause Jesus takes the shame off of you. That's right. And puts it on himself and mm. let's not carry around shame and regret and all of this. And so I just think, and, and parents tend to beat themselves up too. And we tend to beat ourselves up when our kids, man, we've had some, one of our kids got so off track for a few years and it was so, um, you know, we always say that parenting is humbling. But uh, it's a lot worse than that. It can be humiliating. <laughs> okay. Right, yeah. And and we have been there. And when you get there, you're just like, man, what have I done wrong? And am I mm. kind of a hypocrite? And, you know, I've checked all the focus on the family James Dobson boxes. <laughs> with, you know, and uh, just this opportunity that God has to No, man, God can still restore this situation. He wants to. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babylon, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. 
Yeah, we I I love that. I love that. And and we use the three circles and the conversation guide within our church uh to talk about the good news of the gospel. Um and I just love <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah we've been using it here for years uh yeah. it's such a i love the framework um and it's such a it's such a natural way to have a conversation uh intentionally earlier on you were giving some examples of how you use that to have conversations and navigate conversations with your kids do you do you mind just sharing a couple more of those because i feel like it really um it, it really puts skin um or flesh on the skin yeah or on the bones oh, my analogies are horrible <laughs> Skin on the vision. Skin on the vision. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so one of our one of our uh, one of our kids one time. Um, this this story's in the book. One, one of our one of our kids had a had a challenge. Um, we just found her not uh, being truthful sometimes, and she would just be untruthful. It wasn't anything about anything consequential, but it was just um, not always truthful. Right. So I I tell you this that in that moment I don't know what it was about this situation that made things become clear to her, but um, we were able to take her through this guide and we didn't tell her that's what we were doing, but just in our mind, you know, we're, we're trying to keep all this in order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one of the things that came out in this conversation we were having with her, because she listen, this, this child, she was in middle school at the time, super sweet, loved Jesus wanted and still wants to be a missionary. Um, and so we figured out that our sweet little girl who wanted to be a missionary also was this chronic liar and lying about stuff that didn't even matter. Like, mm. who cares, you know? And right. it got so bad that we had to actually take her. We met a mom and a daughter in a parking lot so that our daughter could apologize to this other girl because she had just lied. And, um, you know, in that moment, you, you want to talk about embarrassed mama that, that I, I won that award that day, but in that moment, the Lord was so gracious to me, hmm. letting me see the picture the way that it really was so that I could help her see it the right way. And, wow. and this map that we're talking about in the book helps us to understand the complexity of our children. Mm-hmm. If we can understand that as parents, it helps them to understand how, how they are. And, it, and it's such a redemptive thought because you want to say, well, my goodness, this, this child who we thought loved Jesus and wants to be a missionary is just a total fake. <laughs> he really is just a liar. Mm-hmm. And that's so harmful for me to think about it that way mm-hmm. and for her to hear that because that's not true. The truth is we are all so complex. And even mm-hmm. the of her lying and being embarrassed in her lies, and not even knowing how to get out of that, she still was this person that was made in God's image that right. had this handprint on her life. And she did have this tenderness towards him, but she was both. And so me being able to say to her, we love you. Mm-hmm. God has a plan for you. God has made you to have this tender heart towards him and his people. And he's going to use that one day in your life. But you have entered into this sinful pattern, and this is going to be a stumbling block to you in doing the things that he wants you to do. So hmm. how are we going to move towards repentance in that so that you can kind of get back on track? And that idea of complexity has been, she will say it now, she'll go, even if somebody does her wrong, well, mom, I mean, people are just complex. <laughs> <laughs> and that's awesome. such a great idea. It yeah. 
good forgivers. Right. It helps us to forgive ourselves and to move on because God's, God's word is very clear. He wants his people to be holy. He wants his people to be, you know, walking in his plans. And he, he does not pull any punches about that. And yet he's also so redemptive and restorative. Mm. It just keeps moving us along. And that's what we want to experience with our children, right. that there's never something that they can do, whether it's a lie or, you know, um, I don't know, anything, any kind of sinfulness that they find themselves in, that God is going to make a way for them if they will just come back to mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I love this tool, the three circles y'all are talking about, because I really see how it opens the door for our children to be vulnerable with us, right? Because we are pointing them, and opens the door for parents to be full of grace and mercy and pointing them back to Jesus, who, um, like you were saying, Jimmy, puts the shame on himself, that we don't have to carry that, right? Uh, For our podcast family who are listening and being like, you know, Jimmy and Kristen, um, I don't have kids yet. We're married, but we don't have children yet. Can this be used within our own marriage relationship? Have y'all seen that kind of happen in your relationship or in others? And can you talk to us a little bit with that lens on? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that. Actually, which um, we did, Chris and I developed the three circles tool about 12 years ago, and we developed it accidentally. So we didn't sit around thinking, hey, we want to create a tool. When we came to South Florida, we found all of these young couples in our church. Some of them had children, some of them didn't, but they were living together. And there's all these couples that weren't married. And so they were coming to church some. And so we had this class called Preparation for Marriage. And we invited them. And these couples all came. And when they came, it was, I mean, it was so diverse. And people from their 30s down into their 20s and every race and nation and every crazy, I don't know, story. And when we met these people, we'd never been in a church like that where there was this many people that just, didn't ever hear of God's design. Mm. And the church that we had attended in Louisville, I mean, we just say, hey, we're going to read some Paul Tripp books. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, Paul Tripp. <laughs> <laughs> These people didn't even know, you know yeah. any Bible verses or Bible stories. Yeah. <laughs> so we actually were sitting around, and Christian and I were like, what are we going to do? Because we don't know how to talk to you. I hate to break it to you, but I have a PhD in this stuff. I don't know how to talk to these people. Yeah. And so we developed the three circles as a way of explaining marriage mm. to young couples who didn't know a lot of Bible verses or Bible stories. And so that's where it actually came from. Then we figured out a bunch of those couples got saved and they became Christians and started following Jesus. And we were like, wow, not only can it help their marriage, it can help them become followers of Christ. Mm. And so that's when it kind of took on more of a kind of an evangelistic tool. But the truth is it was originally a marriage tool. That's awesome. That's really neat. That's awesome. Yeah, I can really see how this really can become a map in so many of our so many of our conversations in marriage and parenting, in counseling uh, as a pastor, and just yeah, this is I absolutely love this. You know, in in the last chapter of your book, uh, you you mentioned some things to keep in mind as we have these crucial conversations with our children. Uh, Do you mind unpacking some of those points for us? Sure. You know, we, we talked earlier about how as a parent, you feel like you have all of this wisdom and insight that you want to share with your kids. And if, if we're not careful, we, we get into this monologue situation where we, we're just going to impart our wisdom and they're just going to mm-hmm. listen. But actually, the book Full Circle Parenting talks about a 
crucial conversation guide. And in order to have a conversation, it has to be with at least two people, right? (laughs) By yourself. And so there are some things that we have figured out along the way that we've done poorly and had to adjust and some things that we figured out are actually really effective and talking with our kids. And so one of the things is that really no matter what your child tells you, Jimmy talked about having a poker face, is that you praise your kid for confiding in you. Like when they come and tell you that they have done or that they struggle with, or um, even if they get caught and you find yourself in this situation, Mm. that you praise them for, hey, I'm proud of you that you're having this conversation with me. And because the truth is they could be talking to anybody. And the fact that they're talking to mom and dad is a huge win even if you never wanted to have that conversation with anybody. And so that's really something important. Um, And, you know, sometimes we talk too about uh, asking for for clarification whenever you have these heavy conversations, because sometimes you may think you've heard a certain thing Mm -hmm. and maybe not necessarily is what they meant to communicate. And so just not jumping the gun, but just sitting back, keeping that poker face, being proud of them for talking with you and just, have a slow, calm, cool conversation. You know, there are certain pressure points that our kids bring up to us that make us internally want to hit the roof. Yeah. And we just have to pray. Probably not you guys, but sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our podcast yeah. family already knows all about our oh, stories. Yes. So yes, okay. We right. don't have to pretend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that we just take things slowly, listen to what they have to say, let them mm. speak. Um, you know, affirm their feelings. Some They're coming to you a lot of times because they already know that there is a problem. Mm. And so right. just affirming their feelings like, hey, you know, we, we talk about this situation in the book, like uh, maybe they were at a friend's house and um, somebody showed them something on the Internet that was not appropriate. The fact that, that you have even found out about it is such yeah. a gift from the Lord, even though it's yeah. awful. And just to affirm them like, Hey, I'm glad that you're talking to me about this. The, the, the way that that made you feel inside, that was like a clue from the Lord that something mm. right. And that's mm. good. And then always pointing them back to, to God's design for them. Mm. Like, Hey, this is God's plan. This, you know, we veered off a little bit, but how can we, how can we restore this situation? And I, I just think some of those things, you know, that we, we talk about a lot of other things in that last chapter, mm-hmm. but um, that, that you're always having this map again. I feel like we've said this a lot, but just this, the three circles just of God's design, sin mm-hmm. and goodness, and the gospel, that you're not even saying maybe those words, but just the way that you're thinking through pointing the conversation helps so much. And it, it really helps take the sting off of some of these hard conversations because it, it makes it not so personal between mom and dad and the child, like this child has wronged me Hmm. really about how you and this child can link arms together and, and help get them back on the right path with the Lord. This isn't a personal um, offense to mom or a personal offense to dad. This is really about how we're going to try to shape their hearts so that they can think rightly about their place in this world and how God wants to use them. Mm-hmm. I think some other things that may be a little bit unique, uh, Kristen already mentioned the uh, concept of complexity. 
And I would mm-hmm. just really encourage parents to consider that, that, um, you know, they're, they're kids like, like, like us, they're constantly have some things in their lives that are going well and that they're doing well. And then they have some other areas where they're struggling and their struggle doesn't cancel out their strength. And so you might say, well, how could they be raising their hands in church and praising the Lord and then be over here telling a lie or looking at that on the Internet? And the truth is they could have just been honestly and sincerely praising the Lord and honestly and sincerely sinning over here. And the sin doesn't cancel out mm-hmm. the praise, nor does the praise cancel out the sin. You have to honor one and correct the other. Mm-hmm. And so I just think this idea that acknowledging the complexity is real yeah. and avoid yeah. this, this thought of even just internally, mentally labeling your kid as a hypocrite is a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the other, the other thought is that, um, management is a big concept that we talk about a lot. A lot of people feel like, um, struggles with sin are dragons that you should slay and you, you kill the dragon, then you move on. But the truth is there are many things in our lives that don't actually work like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, for instance, uh, technology doesn't work like that. Technology has to be managed the rest of your life. Yeah. And we don't even know what technology is going to look like the rest of our lives. Exactly. So you're going to have to manage it in light of the gospel and God's design, um, no matter what. And there's potential for great things from technology, but there's potential for tremendous brokenness. Sexuality has to be managed your entire life. Like you mm-hmm. never stop managing your sexuality. Um, so, so these are things just, just thinking through with kids that, these are not things like, hey, I've conquered, you know, I've, I've now conquered my sexuality. I never have to think yeah. about it again. It's never going to be true. You're going to manage it every day of your life. So sometimes you're managing it better than you're managing it others. Mm-hmm. But either way, you have to keep fighting to believe the gospel, remind yourself of the gospel and and press towards God's design. So those are two concepts that I think are perfect. And one thing that Kristen's really good at talking about is playing long ball. Yeah, and I think that's a, a, an important parenting principle that we keep in mind that, okay, our kids are complex, our kids, you know, are struggling at this moment, but we're just going to keep pressing on because we understand that God has something for them to do. Their mm-hmm. unique character, their unique talents and abilities, their sense of humor, all these things are God's goodness in their life. And he wants to use that to proclaim his name through all the world and so how is our kid going to do that and part of our job as a parent is just to keep staying in the game with them you know we had Mm. one of our children um really struggle with something and i just kept reminding him this this sinfulness that you're experiencing right now that you're choosing does not define you and we kept reminding him of the scripture that in the psalms that says you know the steps of a good man are ordered by the lord when he delights in God's way, though he fall, he won't be permanently cast down or he won't be permanently brought to ruin because God upholds him with his hand. That's such a powerful truth for yeah. me to remember about my children, that that God is there to redeem and restore mm-hmm. and um, that we just keep pressing on and keep staying in the game with them and keep loving them through all of it. Hmm. I think just keep it in mind that the goal is not for your kid to be well behaved today. Now it would be nice to be well behaved today. <laughs> yeah. Really, almost inconsequential. Mm. The goal is for them to be an adult one day that yeah. loves Jesus yeah. and loves their siblings if they have siblings and loves their parents. 
that that's what you want. So mm-hmm. a well-behaved child today doesn't, there's plenty of well-behaved children who will never do what I just said. Yeah, that's right. And there are plenty of children that are really struggling right now who are going to do that the rest of their lives. Well, what do you really want as a parent? Our goal is to get them to adulthood where they are honoring God, loving Jesus, pursuing God's design. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's happened, like we have had some nights where some extended periods of time where our kids are struggling and we're like crying puddles of tears in the carpet in our room, begging God mm-hmm. to turn things around. We didn't know if he would. And yet today, um, the, the children we've cried about, they're married, they've got kids of their own. I mean, they're serving the Lord. It's awesome. So what, you know, that was a temporary time of struggle that God, you know, gave us some great victory and deliverance. But, um, the goal was not to win that day. The goal is to win long term. So I think yeah. long ball is a big deal for parents because especially when you have little ones, you know, when you have little tiny kids that are preschool and elementary school, it's so physically exhausting. <laughs> yes. And you think, I'm never going to get done with all of it. <laughs> and then your kids become teenagers and it's so emotionally exhausting. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I'm never- and then your kids become adults, and you're like, wow, this is a lot harder. I thought it was going to get easier when they're adults. And it, there's challenges there, too. But that's why we're playing long ball, and God's yeah. playing long ball with us. I just think it's a, a powerful concept. Kristen's so good about reminding me of that. <laughs> well, I think, I think too, that that concept, just loving our kids through all of it, no matter what, keeps hmm. them to come around. And that that's another goal in parenting, right, is that they always want to come back home. Mm, and um, uh, not permanently, right? We wanted to get <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Come for a visit. <laughs> mom and dad, when they think about being with mom and dad, that that's a good and positive, yeah. and safe place to be, and mm. that you know part of part of building that is just having these conversations where no matter what, that you just still love them and encourage them and build them up and remind them of God's design and God's love for them and. I just don't yeah. think we can tell our kids those things enough. That's great. Yeah. Well, Jimmy and Kristen, thank you so much for spending time with our podcast family and, and for writing your book, Full Circle Parenting, A Guide for Crucial Conversations. If our podcast family wants to follow up and, and learn more, I mean, where's the best place to to, to find you guys and, and the book? And yeah. Well, we have a website, uh, fullcircleparentingbook.com. Uh, also, you can pre-order the book now, either on that website or at Amazon or anywhere books are sold. Kristen has an incredible podcast as well called The Mom Village. And i uh, love for you to follow us on uh, Facebook or Twitter. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks, guys. And thanks for all you're doing. Yeah, thanks so much. Great to see you guys and uh, to hear your voices. And we appreciate the way that you impact parents and families. Don't you love the framework for conversation that they provided for us here? Exactly. I feel like it really spans into any and every conversation that we are facing or will face in the future. So if you want the show notes from today's episode, which will include a link to Jimmy and Kristen's newest book, Full Circle Parenting, A Guide for Crucial Conversations, and we'll also lay out the map to it as well. You can go to inbetween.org slash episode 139. Awesome. And perhaps there's someone that came to mind as you were listening into this episode. We would be honored if you'd hit the share button on your favorite podcasting app or just text them the link inbetween.org slash episode 139. All right. So next week, we are in for a 
I don't know, doozy? Do people even... Does, does even <laughs> Probably not. No, You're old. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but next week is going to be a fun conversation. Well, fun for maybe those who are listening. <laughs> so we are yeah. actually going to go to marriage counseling, yeah, y'all. <laughs> yeah, publicly. <laughs> so we are interviewing Monica De Christina, and she is going to give us the four signs of when it's time to see a marriage counselor. And we're going to do a marriage counseling session for y'all. Awesome. Well, thanks again for listening in and we'll catch you next time.